right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on a Tuesday edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Hope you had a good weekend and enjoyed your 4th of July. We are just rolling along here in early July, July the 5th. Man, July the 4th. Is it really July the 4th if you don't shoot fireworks? And we didn't. Like the Brooks house, we didn't shoot fireworks this year. And uh, it feels like we missed. Like that feels like a, a parental fail on the part of myself and my wife, Jennifer. It's not really the 4th of July if you don't shoot fireworks. But I'm entering a different age here where I, I love fireworks, especially after a baseball game. You know, think uh, think whether it's Ole Miss or here locally, if you go watch uh, the Embraves. Fourth of July celebration, or, you know, usually once a week, there'll be a, a fireworks night. And, uh, man, I love it, especially when I was a kid. I grew up, just grew up loving the fireworks. Now I have, I have dogs and I'm living in, in the suburbs. And everybody's out here shooting off the fireworks that it's not July the 4th fireworks. It's like July the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th fireworks. And it's middle of the night. And I'm not like a get off my lawn kind of old man here, but uh, one of my dogs, Delta, Delta's not a fan of the fireworks. It's been a problem. It makes makes me feel old, but it's been a problem for her. But in general, I love them. We should have shot the fireworks and we didn't. That's a fail. But I hope you enjoyed your 4th of July. Plenty of grilling out, which I did that. Plenty of pool time, which I did that. And uh, hopefully you guys had a good time. All right, now look. What do I want to get to today? I want to update a couple of things here. Uh, Obviously, there's not, we don't have the day-to-day sporting events to hammer out. But look, we only have about a month now before we will be practicing football. And we will be bringing live content. Uh, Leading up to that, though, there's plenty to break down. It's not like, look, not just with practices or the roster, the quarterback position, the running back position, the defense. We can do all that. I like doing the two deep. I do. I know some people kind of scoff and mock at it. I enjoy it. Like the just the college football banter stuff, I enjoy that stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll break down a two deep and look and see what's going on. I just enjoy it. So we will be doing a lot of that over the next month leading up to it. There's still recruiting going on, but I wanted to give an update there on what the latest is in terms of Mississippi recruiting in this 2023 class. I wanted to mention the back-to-back-to-back home runs. Had a question for some of you if you were at the game. Had a question for you guys. Uh, The college football expansion, I want to knock out some of that and what that looks like for Ole Miss and just kind of what the latest is there. And, And nothing that's necessarily going to be, you know, just insider stuff that I've I'm not, I'm not talking to um, – I'm trying to think who would even be in charge of that. I got to believe at the front of the expansion is, is some ESPN talking head if you really get down to it. And your power agents and you do that and then your power schools and you do that. And, of course, Sankey and the SEC and, and all of that is at the heart of it and the Big Ten. But so much of this is TV-driven. And uh, if, I don't want to – feels like you could potentially jinx this. For the first time in a while, it feels like with all of these things happening, Ole Miss is in really good position 
they're winning. They just won a national championship in baseball, but that's obviously not what what's going to drive this or have much to do with anything at all. Just saying they are relevant. In terms of football, you have Lane Kiffin that's leading the charge here. They just went to the Sugar Bowl. Financially, they're in a good place. Um, in terms of competitiveness across the board, they're in a good place. I mean, I can make an argument right now. Is Ole Miss Athletics, top to bottom, in as good a place right now as it has ever been? And I tell you what, I probably will bring that to the board a little later today. And I could make that on, on a variety of levels, not just competitively on the field, but also off the field in terms of what you have leading the charge at the head coach position in football with Lane Kiffin. Um, that adds a certain degree of relevancy to the program on top of the winning. The only sport right now that you're kind of waiting and seeing is basketball, and hopefully that's that's turned around sooner than later. But you can make an argument right now is as good a time for Ole Miss Athletics as ever. That's only part of this, though. If you're reading all of the talking heads out there, and, and so much of this is conjecture, but it's, you know, like our own 247 Sports, Josh Pate. If you follow Josh on um, Twitter, you should. Josh produces one of the best college football shows in the country. I mean, it's fantastic. And he's retweeting somebody today about expansion. And if Josh retweets something, you know, I'm paying attention to it. And it's talking about the ACC and the teams there that are looking to get out. And they've gotten to a point to where the ACC contracts have been set in such a way that it's almost impossible to leave that conference. But the money is such in the SEC and the Big Ten with an expansion there that it's it's greater than the contract is in the ACC. And that's even before you take into account the possibility that you whittle that thing down, whatever the final number is. Um, but you are going to have further expansion much sooner than later. You saw what the Big Ten did. I think the SEC is – I personally would be surprised if you don't see something here in the month of July that the SEC is not done because these spots right now, once that ball got rolling, the Texas and the Oklahoma thing, now the USC and the UCLA thing with the Big Ten, conferences are scrambling. The SEC and the Big Ten – obviously are the two places to be. The Pac-12 is in a mess, losing what they just lost. The Big 12 is in a mess. There's talk about them you know, going further west with Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State was actually floated around Ole Miss a few weeks ago. I mean, Ole Miss, excuse me. Um, further expansion for the SEC a few weeks ago. But you're seeing now Miami and North Carolina, maybe Clemson, like, I think this is going to happen sooner than later. But regardless of all that, the schools that are in the SEC, you know, the old grandfathering idea, that's a good thing. If you are in it, you are in a good place. Don't know how many teams end up being part of this, 40, 50. But it, it, we are heading that direction to where we have a, a college football elite set up and I don't know what you call it. I doubt it's part of the NCAA where you have the SEC and the Big Ten calling the shots. Almost like a north and a south. Basically similar to the NFL with the NFC and the AFC. And I don't know exactly what that will look like, but we're headed that way. 
but it feels like Ole Miss is in a, a very good position for, I don't want to say the first time in a long time, but maybe the best position in my lifetime. And I'm 46 years old. They're in a good place. So we'll see what happens with all the college football expansion. And, you know, Miami is a school that for NIL reasons, they have stepped it up. Um, and I saw this as I was heading out of town. We'll kind of segue this to um, to some NIL stuff and what I'm hearing on Mississippi recruiting. When I headed out of town for vacation last week, you know, during the national championship series, I saw a few questions on the board about the NIL and, you know, Ole Miss needing to get their act together. Look, I, I have a couple of common sense opinions on NIL, and these are informed opinions. You know, having a chance to talk to some of the people that are running these things. There will be obstacles for Ole Miss in terms of NIL, and that just that has to be understood by fans. You are not magically going to create money that is not there. There is no magic elixir that's going to fix that. It is what it is. Having said that, at least as far as I know thus far, Ole Miss is very competitive with NIL money. Not to the point that they can just throw it around and be frivolous with it. They are not there. But I do think they're in a position they will field competitive teams. Now, what does that look like? Well, it looks like missing players from time to time, especially out of high school, especially quarterbacks. When that money gets out of hand, like, and I don't even mind this. I'm not sure it's we're going to look back one day and see where paying millions of dollars to a quarterback in high school was a terrible idea. Um, in some cases, it's going to be a great idea, and those guys will pan out. In other cases, I'm not sure how that's going to look. And paying that kind of money in general to a roster, I don't know what your locker room looks like. You know, there's so many unknowns with this. I am not opposed to the idea of basically doing the money ball thing here or budgeting more for NIL dollars when you're building a roster. And look, and that's what this is. There's, there's, we can talk semantics about it or the clear rules of it, but look, there's a reality here in terms of how this is all playing out. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by acting like it's not, and it's everywhere. And anybody tells you it's not happening, they're just, they're not informed on this. But I think there's something to be said for passing when it's just, it's crazy figures until you land on a guy that you're comfortable with, that's talented, and that makes sense. So you need to be prepared for that in how recruiting coverage happens. Okay, it will be different. It's not just the standard recruiting stuff that you guys are used to that a coach got beat on a kid where you kind of knew it was money or financial, but you really didn't know who called the kid the most. It would contact him the most, you know, things like that. It's just not that right now. It's not that right now. This is much more roster building and evaluations are going to be more important than they ever have. You have to go after the right kids. You have to get the right people. There's just a lot in play here. And the truth is coaches are figuring this out as they go and getting an idea of what it looks like. The guys that figure it out the fastest, and that doesn't mean just more money, more money, more money. The coaches that figure this stuff out the fastest, what works, what's the best way to build a roster, 
what's the best way to build a team? The coaches that figure that out the fastest and the best will be the guys that are successful. And I, but I think they're doing a good job on that end in terms of the Mississippi recruiting right now. I mentioned this to you maybe a month ago. There were six guys I felt like Ole Miss had really targeted. Um, Sunterine Perkins is already committed. Um, and look, I don't care if they're committed to Ole Miss or committed somewhere else. These players will be – there will be dogfights until signing day. Sunterine Perkins from Raleigh sitting there, Aiden Williams sitting there, Isaac Smith, um, Jamarius Brown from Moss Point, Dante Dowdell, and John Slaughter. Now, Slaughter, and look, and maybe I'm going to get an update on this stuff here soon. Could have changed a little. I, I can't imagine it's changed much over the summer. I mean, we've, we've had some camps and, and those kind of things. But there's not a ton of players in Mississippi that they're going to go hard after. Slaughter to Tennessee, it wasn't shocking. And Tennessee was all over him. Ole Miss was too, but Tennessee was recruiting him hard. I told you don't pay attention to where he was ranked which I'm looking at it right now. He was the 14th ranked player in Mississippi. He's not being treated like that by, uh, by the schools recruiting him by SEC schools. We'll see if he sticks with Tennessee, but he's a good player. Have not had a chance to see him in person, but talked to a few coaches who got a chance to game plan against him. Like, that guy's legit. And if he sticks with Tennessee, that, that's a loss. Uh, Brayson Hubbard. Is uh, it goes by Bray down on Ocean Springs. Haven't had a chance to talk to you guys since he committed to Alabama. They love him as a safety. Mississippi State was all over him as a wide receiver, and Ole Miss just was not that. They didn't go hard after Bray. Maybe that changes with him committing to Alabama. Maybe it doesn't. I know from talking to him after it happened, he's very excited about Alabama, and I would be very surprised if that doesn't stick. Um, but he's 6'2", 195 pounds right now. He's an athlete. It's, even though he's talked about some in terms of how athletic he is, he's one of those kids. He's going to be underrated until you see him on a college football field and everybody will wonder how that kid slipped through. Um, but I think that will stick. Dante Dowdell with Oregon, we'll see there. I haven't talked to him or anybody around him in a while, but I know he seems gung-ho on Oregon. And we'll look, we'll see how maybe college football expansion and the moving and shaking, could that affect something like that? Where's Oregon going to end up? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, Jamarius Brown's very close to the vest with most of his recruiting. And um, I know Ole Miss loves that kid, but I, I could not give you a good bead right now where he's headed. Now with Isaac Smith, he seems open to going wherever. And I've heard some conflicting info on him in terms of just, you know, how hard Ole Miss is after him. Um, I haven't spoken to him directly, though. Haven't spoken to him directly. As far as I know, that's somebody that they 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 love as a safety prospect. Six foot, 200 pounds. And uh, we'll see what happens with Isaac. But he's still sitting there uncommitted. Aiden Williams is still sitting there uncommitted. And then, of course, Sunterine Perkins is already committed. All of these players will see what NIL does. You know how that impacts where they're headed and where they are going. Um, with Aiden Williams, of course, he's kind of in my backyard here, and um, in the central Mississippi area in Ridgeland, he's open right now. I, I think that's the easiest way. This, this, all of this, not just Aiden Williams, all of these players and all of this recruiting, it has more an NFL free agency feel 
than than ever. So you guys that follow recruiting and you've done it for a long time, you got to switch gears here a little bit to how you would follow the NFL and free agency. The only difference in the coverage is with the NFL free agency. A lot of times you're hearing those contract terms and that kind of stuff. In this case, you're not always going to hear what is basically contract terms, but it's, it's the possibilities with NIL and what's out there and what these kids are looking at. You're not going to get as hardcore numbers. You'll see it on occasion, but not like you see it in the NFL coverage. Maybe it turns, uh, turns into that one day, but we're just not there yet. But that's what I'm hearing right now on, on these Mississippi guys in terms of where they're headed. And, and like I said, a lot of these, I think some of them would like to – all of them, I think, would, would not mind having decisions made by the time football season started and then enjoying your senior year. Um, two down, three down with Sunterine Perkins and Dante Dowdell and, and John Slaughter and the three open still being Aiden Williams, Isaac Smith, and Jamarius Brown. And then we'll see who maybe they come back on from Mississippi from now till signing day. Because I do think there'll be a few kids there that they like. They were just going harder after some other guys to see what happens. And that's not unusual. That's something that happens all the time. All right, I'm not going to get to the back-to-back-to-back home run story. I want to do that tomorrow. Uh, Some stuff on Mike Bianco and baseball. But again, that'll be tomorrow. Hey, you guys enjoy your day after the fourth. Enjoy your day back at work. If you're on vacation, enjoy that. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast and the 247 Sports Network. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.